This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Thanks for subscribing to everybody that did, and for everybody who didn't, you are missing a lot of bonus content. My most recent one was on fantasy responses, like what you wish your spouse would uh, say to you, and what discussing these wishes can do for your relationship. And so click on the link in the description for this episode where it tells you to subscribe, and then you can have access to everything that I say, which is great. Um, So today what we are going to be talking about is the idea of the help-rejecting complainer. And this is a term in therapy for a client that complains and complains and rejects any time that you try to offer any sort of suggestion, whether that is a solution or a reframe or anything at all. And what these clients end up getting in therapy over time is just somebody who sits there and listens because that's all that they seem to want. And then, no shock, their problems um, stay. (laughs) Their problems never go away because they're not really doing anything, nor do they really seem on a deep level to want to do anything to resolve them. So... None of you are really dealing with having a help-rejecting client, I don't think. I mean, I have some therapist listeners, but the majority of my listeners are just lay people. So what I'm talking about is when you or your partner are help-rejecting complainers. So there is some idea that, especially uh, with women... That women are supposed to complain and complain and complain. And then if the man offers any sort of solution, he should be summarily executed. Um, You know, possibly a slight overstatement, but you wouldn't really know it from popular discourse on how men are supposed to communicate and how they're always failing. Um, By the way, just anything that tells you that 50% of the world is just completely crazy, whether that's politics or gender um, ideas... I mean, you got to really interrogate that, right? Like if 50% of the world is wrong, then they're not wrong. <laughs> you know, they're just different than the other 50% or of whatever you're dealing with. So um, when people talk about how people, especially men, are just supposed to sit there and listen and listen and listen and nod and say, oh, that sounds hard, that sounds hard. I mean, has anybody ever actually been in a, a conversation like that? It's so funny because women are supposed to be the more emotionally aware gender, but I don't do that like with other women and no women really do that to me. I mean, sometimes. So like, you know, you would say, oh, my kid is having a hard time at school. Uh, they don't have any friends. It makes me so upset. So like usually your friend isn't like, that sounds hard. In fact, like, you know, that would sound really kind of 
rude almost like like almost like disconnected usually what people do it sounds almost patronizing really and usually what people do instinctively is they say oh my god that sucks and then they ask more questions there's like so really like so he doesn't have any friends like did you tell the teacher and then you'll be like yeah you know I told the teacher or the teacher you know she doesn't seem to care and I wonder if this is because like we picked the wrong school or whatever and then the friend the female friend will probably say something like well did you think about a different school maybe because you know like I tried a different school when I had that problem with my daughter when she wasn't fitting in and you'd be like well yeah but the thing is is that the different school has this issue and then you'll talk about it like that but in no way do you say how dare you try to solve my problem all I called you for was to validate me and to empathically listen without trying to problem solve. If you said that, you wouldn't have any friends left. Because instinctively, when you care about somebody, you do try to help. Yes, of course, you could say, oh, wow, that's terrible. I feel so bad. But then you would try to potentially, especially if the conversation wears on and on, either Bring it to something where you empathize because it happened to you, thereby showing that they're not alone, or you would try to help them come up with solutions. If you are somebody who just complains and complains and complains, probably you don't have much friends left, so you do not you don't have many friends left. My son confuses much and many. <laughs> you don't have many friends left, so you probably don't even remember what a normal conversation is supposed to sound like. Um, so... In couples counseling, there's all this active listening and all this I statement. I don't really deal so much with that. I mean, except if somebody is just constantly saying to the person, you're an asshole, you're an asshole. <laughs> well, that, I mean, yes, like they shouldn't be starting every sentence with you, but that's not exactly the biggest problem. Um, I, I don't really truck so much with these like jargon laden, um, really strict, rigid uh, categorizing of different sorts of communication into what's acceptable and what's not and what's toxic and what's dysfunctional and what no this stuff is it's hard to eat to memorize what to get right and what to get wrong so in all of this there needs to be something else looked at here which is why when a couple shows up week after week and one says um you know he didn't listen right again he didn't validate me didn't empathize the, the question at some point needs to be, why are you complaining all the time though? You know, because if you did this at work or you did it with the kids or you did it with your friends, it wouldn't go well, you know? And so maybe this person is not the best communicator, sure, but also maybe they're really trying to help because it seems like you're struggling with so many things all the time and, you know, they are actively trying to solve a problem because they love you in as much as they can, which seems to only be by potentially suggesting something, um, because usually when they try to help in other ways, you don't let them. So here's an example of how it would go. A woman says to her husband, work is so terrible. I hate work. So he's, I guess, supposed to say, oh, my God, that sucks for you. <laughs> now, let's just think about it. So he says, oh, that's so terrible for you. Well, I have never seen that one go well yet. What she's usually saying is solve this problem. Basically, tell me I don't have to work or tell me that I am being um, unappreciated there and I should apply for a different job or basically say something that isn't sucks for you in nice words. So 
Also, maybe this woman complains about everything, including work. So he really doesn't know what to say. So then he just says, "Uh uh-huh. Right now, I am certainly saying, not saying that there are not people who are shitty listeners. Of course, there's this normal distribution of everything, including listening, speaking, everything. But we have to also look at the person who's complaining all the time and then finding infinite problems with the way that other people respond to them complaining all the time. This is an issue and it is usually the issue of the help rejecting complainer. So how do you deal then with a help-rejecting complainer? Well, the first thing to do is to understand that this probably is not that you just haven't hacked the system of how to uh, respond. So frequently people think, oh, because... Um, my spouse continues to tell me that I'm a bad listener and a bad communicator. This must be why they're so upset with me all the time. This is really not usually why they're so upset with you all the time. It doesn't have to do with that you don't say the right thing at the right time. There's usually bigger issues at play. Also, you have to look for a pattern. Is this person always complaining kind of to everybody? If so, then this is kind of just what they do. They will never, ever accept your help or your feedback because they like to complain. This was probably the culture in their family of origin, which you know if you're married to them. And so think about it. Do their parents always complain? Do they, and does, if it's your wife, does she and her mother constantly have complaining conversations on the phone where there's endless complaints? If so, then this is just kind of what she does. This is just how it goes. And men can also obviously be help rejecting complainers, although usually they do not get up their wife's ass about how she is or isn't responding to the complaints. But men can certainly complain and uh, reject reject all 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 help so you know a man can frequently say oh work sucks yeah work sucks they're a bunch of assholes and so then you know after a while the wife will be like well you know maybe and he's like no no that wouldn't work because of this and she'll be like well maybe this and he'll be like no 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 you don't know how this industry works and then she'll say well what about and he'll be like ah fuck it and then he'll just like you know go sulk somewhere else so both men and women can be help rejecting complainers so if if this the first step obviously is if this is your partner and they're a constant complainer understand it's really probably not you that is the problem you know you've tried a whole bunch of shit right I mean when they tell you to just nod and say that sounds hard I'm sure you've tried it I mean you could try it right now maybe they'll be the one person in the world who's a chronic complainer and responds well to that sounds really hard said over and over doubtful but maybe now, this doesn't mean to say that, like, you should never uh, empathically listen and say, oh, that sounds really hard ever. You should. But usually this is not what to do when somebody is a chronic complainer. This is what to do if somebody says, like, oh, I had a bad day at work. You say, oh, that sucks. But if every day is a bad day at work, you know, and then you yourself are reprimanded for ever saying anything that isn't, oh, that sucks. Well, then you can imagine that this person has a chronic complaining problem. And then you get a lot of freedom because you don't have to think of yourself anymore as a terrible communicator who is like the world's worst partner because you can think, no, this person really just likes to complain. They, you know, or they may not like to complain, but it's a culture of their home probably and something they're very familiar with. The next thing that you could do is you can point out when you're being reprimanded for not listening effectively, you can try to point out how you feel at some point. 
you know, maybe not in the middle of while they're hysterical crying because you're such a bad complainer, but, or listener, but at some point you can say, you know, I feel like you're really very negative about work and I don't know what to say or do. I'm concerned that you are extremely, uh, unremittingly upset at work constantly, you know, and that is why I have suggested that you get a different job. And, you know, the, sometimes, quite honestly, the person has no idea how they're coming off. They really don't. So they don't know that they're coming off as constantly very negative. In their mind, work may be kind of all right or like whatever work is supposed to be. But they they have no idea because, again, when they grew up or in their friend group and or wherever, Constant complaining is the norm. So this actually may give somebody a little bit of a wake-up call. It also, hopefully, if, if it's somebody who um, has any sort of self-awareness and they're constantly negative about work, this may actually, in fact, spur them to think, if I am really negative about work so much, maybe I should get a different job, right? Right. But the point is, people don't usually say this. They don't usually say, you know, I'm concerned because this is a constant thing. You know, what they usually say when they get frustrated is, oh, you're always complaining and I can't do anything right, can I? You know, whatever I say is wrong with you. So they kind of bring it back to like the communication stuff and away from the problem at hand, which appears to be that this person is consistently negative about at least one thing. Now, sometimes there is a solution that the person wants and that's why they keep on complaining. So sometimes like a woman is complaining and complaining about work and missing like the kids or something because she really wants the husband to say, so stop work, you know, so go to part time, you know, if, if you want to stay home with the kids, stay home with the kids, right? So let's say that that was the thing that the woman secretly wanted. If this is you and you are constantly complaining about an issue and hoping that your partner finally recognizes what it is and you've been rejecting all of their previous solutions because they're just the wrong solution, well, Instead of wanting them to read your mind, which may never happen, it's usually going to work out a lot better to say what you're thinking, you know, which in this case might be, um, well, you know what, actually, uh, there is a solution and it isn't any of these things that you're telling me about how to communicate with my boss better. It's that I don't really want to work until the kids are in school. And maybe the guy will be receptive. Maybe it'll lead to a different kind of conversation. Who knows? But if you have some, and it's not obviously, this is just one example. But, you know, or like, let's say, like you're um, constantly complaining about, your back hurting. A lot of people do things like this and they really want to ask for a back rub. And so the other person who may not know this or is not from a, you know, has never really given back rubs in relationships before or something, they'll keep coming up with all these different solutions. Why don't you go to a chiropractor? Why don't you go to acupuncture? Why don't you try this or that? Why don't we stretch together or like some bullshit? But then the other person is keeps on waiting for them to say, or I'll give you a back rub. Or, or like, or why don't you go get a weekly massage or like whatever it is that they're, you know, secretly wanting the person to say. But again, mind reading is not really a skill that most people have. So if you recognize yourself in this and you reject all solutions because you do have a secret preferred solution that the person didn't hit on yet and you're just resentful that they didn't, this is taking up years of your life here, this resentment, and it's ruining your relationship. You might as well just ask for what you want and then at least be mad that they didn't do it. 
Don't be mad that they didn't think about it. That's on you. If they don't do it, then you can be mad if you want. But, you know, at least ask. So if you are a person, by the way, these, this is not just in relationships. If you have a parent and if you're an adult child who has a parent that is a help-rejecting complainer, then what's very good is the gray rock method, which is I've, um, I've posted about it. I can link you to that in the description. Gray rock is a method for dealing with difficult people in which you just act really bland. And I think I even did a podcast episode about this now that I'm talking about it. You just act really bland and you just say "Uh uh-huh uh-huh and you do not give them anything to really engage on so anything dramatic so you know if your mother calls you up and she starts saying oh you know everything hurts my doctors are terrible nobody loves me you know I I'm dying slowly I think that I have some kind of cancer but none of the tests show cancer and I don't know where I should live and I don't have enough money to retire and blah 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 you just say "Uh uh-huh uh-huh, I'm sorry, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, and they're going to stop doing it at some point and maybe move on to your poor sibling or something because you're not that much fun to engage with. Of course, if this really messes with your head, you know, then, you know, you got to think about what boundaries to put in place for when you pick up the phone, but in general, if a if somebody like a coworker or a parent is a help-rejecting complainer, just stop giving help. Stop giving solutions. Now you have a term for it, so you can know it's a thing. There are people who try to evoke people giving them solutions. They try to elicit that, but then they hate it when it happens because it isn't the right solution or because in some way their entire goal was to feel miserable and you are trying to take them away and divert them from that goal. So it's not your job to be anybody's punching bag if they just want to be miserable and go on long rants about how everything sucks. Now, is a a multiple choice here, true false, is it help-rejecting complainer when your wife comes home and says, oh, you know, my boss gave me, you know, a, a two out of five on the evaluation and I'm sad. No, (laughs) false. This is not a help-rejecting complainer, right? That's just somebody who is, you know, sad or upset about something. What about this one? Oh, my boss is a real piece of shit. She's always such a piece of shit. You know, you tell me that I could get another job, but I don't really have the skills to get another job. You tell me that I could quit work, but I don't want to quit work because I would feel too guilty. You tell me that I could go back to school, but, you know, I think that I would hate school. And you know what? I just uh, really hate when you just sit there and don't say anything. So this is this is a health projected complainer. If that is the case, then you do what I told you to do, which is first of all, you know, you diagnose it in your head. You say, ah, health projected complainer. I guess it's not me. It's her. What does it come from? Well, I hear her family does this sort of thing a lot. Fine. Nothing to do with me. I could take it less personally. Second of all, now I'm going to tell her how I feel. You know, when you come in every day, most days after work, and you tell me about your boss and how much your boss sucks, it really makes me concerned that this is not a good situation for you. And I'm concerned, so I tried to help you. So if, if there is uh, something that we can do to get you out of this situation, I would like it. And you seem pretty depressed about this. 
this and I'm concerned about you. So make it about your concern about the person and sometimes that is really uh, what they secretly want you to do is to express a lot of concern and worry and thereby show your commitment and your love instead of just trying to shoot solutions. But if it's a true textbook help rejecting complainer, they will say, well, that's just crazy because you know that there's no solution to this. And now on top of it, I feel guilty because you're concerned. And then, you know what? You know what there always is? What do I always say? Couples counseling. If you're at the end of your rope with a help rejecting complainer, then, and that is your partner, then couples counseling can really help because at some point, the couples counselor is going to notice the same pattern and they are going to point out the difficulty of communicating in this consistently negative style and hoping for a positive response and how this actually does not set anybody up to potentially succeed in this relationship. So it's always good to have a third party there who can see dysfunctional communication patterns and point them out, not in a nasty shaming way, but in a way like, gee, like you seem so upset, but yet he doesn't know what to say, and so can can we all work together on what should be done in this situation, and maybe uh, if he validates you and tells you he loves you, or maybe this, or maybe that, or maybe we just don't talk about the same topic every single day for 45 minutes at least, you know, et cetera, et cetera. All right, so hopefully you guys liked this uh, idea, and you can probably spot many help-rejecting complainers in your life just by my descriptors. And if you are the help rejecting complainer, then do not reject this help. This idea of therapy helps with this because you were probably raised by another help rejecting complainer. And it's probably apparent that you get frustrated with talking to even now. So if you, if you notice this description is you, then work on it because it is a difficult interpersonal trait and it will be passed down to your kids who are going to then come home and say, my teacher hates me. Nope, nothing to do about it. Yep, I hate school. Nope, nothing to do about it. My friends are terrible. Nothing to do about it. No, nothing to do about it. Right. And this is not what you want to model for your kids. Instead, You want to model receptivity to help, uh, responsiveness to what other people say, an overarching positive vision of your place in the world and of the future. You know, because the depressive triad, the it's called the depressive cognitive triad, which is the types of thoughts people have when they're depressed, are negative thoughts about self, world, and future. So sometimes being a help-rejecting complainer can really indicate undiagnosed depression as well. So you'll never know until you uh, go to a therapist and or Google DSM diagnosis for depression and you could knock off your own symptoms on the chart, it's not too hard to do, then you'll be armed with some knowledge if you do seek therapy with whether or not you meet criteria for depression. So many of us do. All right, guys, have a good night and I'll talk to everyone soon.